is up next. Tacos. Our hosts have been diligently out scouting for talent and high power levels. With the guest speaker jumped out of the tall grasses and into your classroom. Join us today in welcoming our newest guest teacher, Surprise. Looking for your voice to be heard? Have a passion and want to share it with those of a common mindset? Have a business or brand that needs to get the word out but don't know where to advertise? Contact Blackened Studios, a full-spectrum, cutting-edge podcast studio that services clients from all over the country. Blackened Studios offers you more than just a podcast. We offer you an experience, in-house production from audio video recording, editing, marketing, advertisement, and exposure with over thousands of people listening weekly. Black & Studios doesn't hesitate to back local businesses. So when you want your voice heard, Black & Studios has your back. Search Black & Studios on all social platforms. Email at podcast at blackandstudios.com or visit us at blackenstudios.com. And remember, it's Blacken. On our last episode, we analyzed the powerful force that was the fusion of streaming services, Funimation, and Crunchyroll. What will this mean for the future of anime? Only a time lapse can tell. Join us as our hosts seek out the opinions of our anime compatriots today as you join us on another exciting episode of A Little Bit O Anime. I, I think I, Nikki's here. She's just sitting there bobbing her head. I knew it. Yes, I can hear you. Okay, well then you have to. She just, she just. My head. You guys, every I time she likes to take in the music. <laughs> you wait for Happy to come in. I wait for before Happy you say anything. <laughs> it's okay. And you know what, folks? We are happy today. This is episode 129, and today we have a very special guest. The only Bulma that you need to know. The lady, the woman, the CEO, the comic book nerd, the uh, anime aficionado. Uh, more titles than Nikki could ever possibly want to have. I'm just going to say that right now. We have Miss Rue Thompson with us. Thank you for joining us today, Rue. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. I was just so excited that you reached out to me last week to be here. So, hi. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. We hadn't talked in a while, and we had been getting back into the mode of inviting guests. And I was like, who do we want to have and why? And this month is, uh, as every month it should be, I feel like there should be no limit on a history month, but Women's History Month. Uh, and who is more womanly than you? <laughs> Taking on every oh, venture. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Beating Goku uh, at a con 
uh, slapping men yeah. around, making Monica tremble. Uh, you know, it, it happened. I'm so starstruck. Uh, but, I'm just excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it makes me so happy. No, I'm just so excited to be here. <laughs> and for you guys that are new to the show, new to the channel, this is a little bit of anime. We are bi-weekly anime podcast. But in between those weeks, because uh, we record on a Wednesday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time on twitch.tv forward slash Elijah underscore 5000 and our official Facebook page, a little bit of anime. Uh, you can join us to do watch parties at 6 p.m. on the days that we do not do a live show and then we have been watching vinland saga we just finished up episode 14 on tuesday tomorrow we do uh 15, 15 and 16, 16. All right and we've we're gonna finish up uh the journey of all the thors thors thorfinn thorkill thorfindor like they're all there they're all fighting vikings danes killing uh it's very gruesome right now we're on this track of a uh, a snow death trail and we're trying to see what's going to happen and the the action settled down but a lot of mind games are in play now we're getting some backstories with these characters but if you're new to the show, we have three segments. We have our uh, anime watch shot where we talk about new anime and we go into the news, which is going to be a little bit different today. Then we have uh, segment two, which is where we dive into our main topics, which is going to be our lovely guest today, uh, Miss Thompson. And segment three is the Sailor Universe Compact, where we give you an anime to hold you over if you do not join any of the watch parties. But I do believe that uh, Boma might have something for you guys. So... Without further ado, uh, before we get into any news, any of the anime that we're watching, I did give you a, a decent uh, intro. Now, I didn't want to get too long-winded. I didn't want to bog down the show, but is there anything that I left out? Because uh, you're everywhere from cosplay to gaming to hosting to event coordinator to communication specialist. You're all over spreading that lovely web communicating uh connecting people and driving all of your passions in a way that is inclusive of everybody that joins in on those mediums well thank you yeah it's just one of those things of i fell in love with everything nerdy as soon as i could you know because growing up in vermont before i know before the internet get dug days like it's it's hard to even talk about but there was a time that all we had was dial-up and there wasn't even Crunchyroll available yet so it was uh it was a very hard road to be a nerd uh there and then my first ever con was uh new york comic-con 2007 when i moved there to to go to college and my mind was blown that there was nerds that also could speak my language, that also watched anime and played D&D &D and watched Buffy and watched Firefly and loved Star Wars and start like, the list goes on. But um, but yeah, I actually, there's an ongoing joke with almost anybody that I work with that uh, if I mention one more job that I've done, they're like, I don't believe you. That's too many jobs. That's ridiculous. <laughs> how, how did this happen? It's just... I was an accidental hustler growing up. I just did hey. what I could and then just wanted to be, uh, you know, wanted to be interconnected as much as I could. Because to mm. me, nerd culture is all about finding your tribe and just really connecting with people on such a fantastic nerdy level. It's just it's been a fun, wild ride. Yeah. yeah. Monica, I don't I, I talked enough <laughs> for the for the intro. I just I let you go. Just let you go. <laughs> no, no. See, that's what I have to do on uh, my other show with uh, Richard, because one of us will start talking forever and we have to say, hang on, I, I tap out. So, Nikki, I know you had some questions and things you wanted to ask, uh, especially being a fellow uh, lady VA. 
Oh, yeah. I was just going to dive in. Are we, are we just ready to go? Oh, sweet. Let's yeah, do we're going to dive in a little bit. <laughs> First a VA question you always have to ask is, what is your favorite mic? You got to have a favorite one. And did you name Ooh. it? That is the Yeti Blue Pro. And it's funny, I don't think I've named him, but I know he's a he. But I think he's just, yeah, he's just my Yeti. Like, I just, I love that. I just love the little character of Yeti and the whole thing. So, yeah, I've had that Yeti Blue Pro for probably 10 years, probably more. Whoa. I don't know. And I've just, like, he, he's just been my mic the entire time. And I just, I, like, use, like, the most old school type of pop, pop filter. But that's just how I've always rolled is just, like, the, like, old lady everything. So, well, yeah, it that's, works. that's it definitely, works. yeah. It's nostalgia. Perfect. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. no old anything. Just this nostalgic now. Yeah. Or, like, I like to say vintage. Like, I use oh. that my business, business cards. I'm, I'm a vintage geek because I just, I always prefer, prefer, like, especially when it comes to comic books and all that kind of stuff, because almost every character has had a, a new version of how they got their powers, yeah. whether it's DC or Marvel. And to me, I'm like, Mm-mm, no, there's there's only the one. There's yeah. only the original. It's <laughs> like, I don't care how ridiculous it was, how uh Xavier lost the use of his legs in the original 1965 comic. That's that's the way it is. Okay. Sorry, I give up. Hey, <laughs> they decided that fell down the stairs. That sticks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, again, she does everything, folks. Now you hit on comics. I know this is an anime show. There have been uh, series like X Men and Wolverine that have been animated. Uh, there was a Justice League, oh, or yeah. no, the Avengers. Mon- is uh, you're talking about powers now we have a new miss marvel coming i'm sure you've seen the trailer how do you feel about kamala in this uh, version and her powers her abilities a i love it i love all of it um i am really excited because as as like i'll kind of backtrack of, of being like there's only one way the only version is this that's just for the comic books like i love like any new versions of stuff and just give it your own flavor. Cause guess what? Anybody who says like you ruined my childhood or you ruined my version of whatever, like it, it's still there. You can just go back to go it, back to you it. know, like that's, that's why I have four, four shelves that are just for comic books. Like those are, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I even have all of the DBZ, DB, uh, mm-hmm. Dragon Ball and DBZ run on VHS, even though I can't watch it that way, but I have them. <laughs> I have the originals before they edited the stuff out. With the artwork on the side, yeah, that it mm-hmm. like equals the whole saga. So, yep, exactly. So I, I am right I'm very it. on board for this. Uh, I I haven't gone to see like the lat- latest Batman, but it's like okay, if you're gonna do another version, go grittier, sure. Like that's <laughs> that's for you. I haven't watched it yet. I'm sure I'll be mm-hmm. entertained. Uh, <laughs> I think it's just it's so funny with uh, comic book movies becoming more grittier and that kind of stuff. And it's really hard to explain to like my mom, who's actually the person who got me into being a nerd. So mm-hmm. like for example, we. We loved the Batman 1989 and like we and Batman Returns. We watched that over and yeah. over again when I was a kid. And my mom was just as obsessed as I was. But um, I'll just never forget when uh, Dark Knight Rises came out. I just happened to have been home visiting in Vermont. And for some reason, there was a matinee on the Wednesday that was supposed to come out at like 2 p.m. So I was able to see it before like even L.A. people could see it. I was like, ha ha, this is amazing. Uh, but I went to it and my, my mom, my sister, one of my sister's friends wanted to come because they're like, we love man. I was like, oh, I don't, I, it's just be prepared. It's darker than like the 1980s. It's not our Batman. It's not the same. And when the credits were rolling and I was sitting next to my sister, she just turns to me and she's just bawling, just tears going down her face. She's like, 
this is so sad. I was like, I'm so sorry, Julie. I know <laughs> it's so sorry. It's not, it's different now. Like we like it to be grittier. And yeah. I think that's fine. I think that whether it's anime, whether it's video, like any superhero characters are born of a certain time. And sometimes it's hard when we have to reinvent them to make them more contemporary. But if that works for that generation, fine. It is just a little frustrating, like Superman, for example, or that like he is actually one of the reasons that I didn't really key into him as a kid is because he's just too good. He's just so good. Like, ugh. Boys like at least them. Goku, yeah, exactly. <laughs> at least Goku was like an idiot, you know. There's like that, like so you see, kind of like ah, he's all right. But yeah, Superman was just too good, and now like these other versions of him, where he's like drinking beer and throwing people's trucks into trees and kind of being an asshole. You're like, eh, okay, like if that's where you want to go, all right. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited to see Miss Marvel, and I know that trailers are one of those things yeah. that you know there are specific directors and editors just for trailers. So I, I. I hardly ever trust them but it's i i hope it lives up to the hype absolutely mm. oh, that's perfect answer folks don't go to bed just yet she wrapped it up nice and neat tucked it in <laughs> but we have more to come there we're going to dive more into your fandoms get some more opinions and views from you let's do this first since we are an anime podcast uh, let's dive into anime where we talk about brand new anime that we are watching and kind of give a, a rundown and try to. This is one of the things I love doing when we very first started trying to convince Nikki to watch something that I'm watching that she's not watching. Um, but I always have a long list this week. I don't have a long list. I've watched some classics. I'm rewatching Jojo. I'm finally in Stardust Crusaders episode two. Again, I'm playing the game. Um, I don't want to hold up the show. Nikki, Rue, who wants to go first? What new anime are you watching? And kind of persuade us to watch it, if you will. You know what? I'll go first because this is going to be very embarrassing because uh, for those who don't know, I've, I've had some family stuff. So I've actually been completely cut off from the world and most of the Internet for the last uh, over three months taking care of family. So I'm so excited to hear what you, you guys are watching because mm. I am going to be back in L.A. next week. And you best believe my first weekend I have just quartered off to just catch up on my anime because I haven't caught up on Dragon Ball Super. I haven't caught up on One Piece. I have haven't. Ca- There's so many I haven't caught up on. It's it's the sad, but yeah. oh, it's real. But luckily, I'm an insomniac, so we just fine. So I am very behind. Yeah, but I finally, <laughs> finally caught up and watched Dragon Slayer. I know this is a very pop mm. popular anime, so it's like no shock to yeah. anybody. Anybody, um, I it I've I've been watching it subtitled. That's the only way I ever watch anime. And my one thing is that it does get. I always get annoyed by very loud or very like weepy characters, and we oh. have a lot of that. But my goodness, those fight scenes, like the animation is just incredible, like mixing with 3D, 2D, other different techniques using uh, different frame rates. And like, it's just, it draws you in so much that I can, I can see for a lot of people how like some of these fight scenes can be like this generation's DBZ because it's just, and they're all so emotional. I mean, these characters and these, these, these history, and it's, it's great to see like the female characters also being just incredibly badass. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's been my latest anime I've caught up with, but I, I really want to hear everybody else's anime because I've watched 
and we can talk about this more with the um, when we talk about the Crunchyroll and Funimation mm. merger. But mm. for so many years, I the only way I watched anime was AnimeBoy.org. Anybody? Mm, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And the the amount of anime I watched in those ten minute seg- segments like is mind boggling. <laughs> right, um, like so that YouTube like some... scroll, like part one, part yeah. two. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. <laughs> The struggle is hard. Yeah. Oh, you guys don't understand that. You don't understand. And then to to not have a computer and have to find a friend that had one to where you could go over there and they had internet and you could be like, okay, where are we watching? Okay, I found a twenty second clip of Dragon Ball Z. Goku's fighting a green guy. What's it? What's it? Oh, but I rewatch it ten times. And yeah. you know that that's where I got the love for the original voice actors because the majority of the clips that we saw were the Japanese, but then you get the uh, the Spanish translation and some French, and so you get to hear, and you're just like, I'm rocking with with OG Japanese Goku. I love it. And Monica's like, yeah, that really high voice. I'll never forget when I was in high school, it was only like on what was it called on Cartoon Network? It was called. Tsunami. And and I'll never forget because I only had one friend who even got cable and could get it. And I basically just started inviting myself over after school to watch it. Mm -hmm. But he and he would start. And this is before TiVo, folks. So like he Mm -hmm. actually had to record it on a VHS. And there was this one day in high school that I had just had a rough time. And all I wanted was my DBZ fix. But like mm. somebody in his family had like messed it up or recorded over it, something I had a complete meltdown. It was game over. I just was like I can't. I'm not my TV. So now, yes, I know. <laughs> I, I know remember those Buck. meltdowns. But I know, it's my Buck, turn Arcami. for the TV. There's a new episode that hasn't been on before. <laughs> exactly. And I won't be able to ever see it again. It'll yeah. take six months because it's going to rotate again. Uh, everybody, raise your hand that you've had somebody record over your VHS of Dragon Ball. And I know Buck's not on screen, but I know he's raised his hand. We've told this story before. If if you didn't record Dragon Ball, either when it was on Adult Swim and in the evening or Toonami, if you didn't pause the VHS and then have to move the track so you got clear pictures to draw the character like freehand it, if you didn't have your own fanfic for DBZ, if you weren't lining up characters to see what the next arc would... Oh, no, the Master Roshi's coming back as Jackie Chun for another tournament, and then we're going to see somebody even stronger than Demon King Piccolo. And they're like, no, four years so, passed, and Goku has a kid. Let's talk why, about it. Why, why you got to call me out like that, man? Like, right. every single every single thing. Right, like, right. Like, artwork dip, of dig together. <laughs> that's how because he knows be. he's got it too mm-hmm. that's how it used mm-hmm. to be man um, you remember when trump showed up and it, like you were doing that crazy math of like who the fuck no it's not who the who is that no way no way yeah. no I, yeah i was always in my own case like this is just another saying from out there he's not even related to them this is going to be like the number three and then it comes out you know piccolo's ear twitches he's like oh so you Bulma's baby. Okay. And I know she, I know that ain't Yamcha's power. Goku's already married, so let's see. Napa, you there? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Disrespect. Hey, I really want to see what what I, I could see Napa with launch if he would have like turned. He did that that turn like uh, wow. Vegeta did. Wow, yeah, yeah. I could I see like that. He would take care of blue blue hair launch. He'd really be protective of it her. It would be really cute. And then and he'd like so, have to like hold like... back like like blonde launch. 
They, but they, I, think, yeah. I think Launch, she has to be the dom in the situation. Like, that's the reason that she goes for TN is because, like, when Launch is blonde, mm-hmm. she's like, I'm the palic, and she just humps him down, you know? I feel like Nappa, you know, he's like, when uh, Krillin cut his cheek, he, like, licked his lips. I feel, I feel like he'd be oh. into, like, blonde hair Launch like that. But I don't think Launch would be into him because I think she yeah. likes to be, kind of, I don't know, true. I don't know. But, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's almost too much of a psychopath to even be interested in True. women in that way. Do you know what I mean? True. Yeah. Because he, he is just all up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like that's just like Stockholm at this point. <laughs> like yeah. Vegeta tortured him enough. He's like, yes, I love you, Vegeta. Please. Like it's kind of like Vegeta to to um, to Frieza and then yes. Vegeta to... Man. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. God. All right. So let's talk about. Anyway, I've been watching. Uh, I also just caught up on Demon Slayer. Mm. I finished the entertainment yes. arc. I was so really beautiful. worried because I think our last episode, I had a cry about what happened um, yes. in the in the train arc. And how I was not prepared and devastated and life had no meaning. And I was really, really worried <laughs> for many episodes in the entertainment arc that it was going to do similar to me again. So, yeah. Oh, oh, that was a that was a wild ride to go on. I, so I caught up on mm-hmm. that and that that took some time. But I've been watching My Dress Up Darling, which is so cute and so fun. And just uh, it, it's it's every nerd you remember being growing up. And she just lives her <laughs> life like everything's acceptable. It's like everything you wanted your high school experience to be. It's cute. It's cute. I, She's I like, like, why? They like, like it. What would you compare that to? Because like that, just you saying it, I'm thinking like Special A or uh, uh, like Oran Host Club or Maid Sama. Like what What would you compare it, that it, it to? Is, it is that slice of life. I would say, I would almost say, did you ever see? <sighs> I know. I'm going to throw one in there. A little bit of Chihiro Furu as far as the relationships, because there's mm-hmm. pure relationships and friendships that are built upon you know those differences and it's again it's just you know two people at the beginning of this series come together and bond over something that other people would frown upon like we we are the the weird ones here but we're accepting of each other and i feel like it has those chairafuru vibes to where i could that's my slice of life little comfy anime um but what else there's something else that's in there too it kind of reminds me of um kiss him not me Okay, yeah, uh, I can see that. Okay. A little bit of, like, Bigata HK. I feel like you're going to throw in Full Metal Panic. It's its own little genre. <laughs> it's its own little slice of life. Just, it's it's cute. It's adorable. It, he's shy, yeah. and if she just, she, she encourages him to express who he is and be who he is. And that there's beauty in that. And he responds to it from her and tries to emulate it. And then they kind of like go out and share it in the world together. Mm-hmm. So, and just yeah. like, in a, like it's mostly about cosplay and just like alternative, alternative enjoyments, like things that like are kind of break the stream. Like he, he likes dolls. He likes to make dolls. And he, mm-hmm. he was made fun oh. of for that. What is that one? And I, I can never remember how to say it in Japanese, but it's basically jellyfish. In Japanese, is it kind of a little bit of that feel? Yeah, I would say yeah. a little bit of that. Yeah, it's yeah. that very okay. slice of life. Even. Just kind of, it's it's fun. Like you're not having to worry about any anyone dying brutally. Mm-hmm. 
Like, yeah. they're going to end up okay like, at the end of the day. <laughs> the slice of life ones that always throw me is that it's all space and sunshine, and all of a sudden, like, horrible, dark stuff happens to oh, these yeah. lovely main characters. You're like, what? what? I thought I was watching. What? No. That's, like, those are always so scarring to me. Yes. yes. <laughs> now you know they have something going on in their life at that time, that they're working through those episodes. Oh, it was it's school life. Like, they, it's mm. like, oh, oh, oh. Like, yeah. they just straight up do that. That one was a twist. So yeah, I thought it was, was going to be a nice little cutesy one. I'm like, oh, no, no, trauma. Didn't turn out, no. This is the Punisher of anime. Cool. Uh, <laughs> and those are the only two that you're watching, Nikki? Uh, Did you slow two. down? I'm watching Vinland Saga. Uh, you know, yeah. I've also kind of gone back to rewatch some old stuff. Um Full Metal Panic. I, I did start that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we know, we know. I can't, I can't help it. Yeah. We're we're gonna stay off the Full Metal Panic yeah, yeah, train. Yeah, talk about it again. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I think I think you the guys... audience knows the whole story by now. Yeah, that she can't she can't leave it alone, folks. No matter how long a break back. they take in between seasons, she will not drop it. She will continue to watch and support this franchise, like all you guys did for Shin Three. Um, well, like so Naruto, now, like we've grown up together, we're friends. Now that Nikki has depressed us with this full metal panic talk. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's beautiful. You, you guys know that I'm still watching uh part two, season four, the finale of Attack on Titan. It is beautiful. That that is death everywhere. And then there's this narrative underneath where you're like, I kind of understand everybody. And all of y'all are kind of tripping. But because of this world so chaotic so insane i'm here for it and i support everybody here everybody i'm an ally for the marley from the eldians from every aaron you're looking good kid you're look, <laughs> looking good uh every time the episodes drop i'm just like yeah i gotta watch it now i stop everything tune in i'm excited to see where aaron's plan heads and how everybody is in their head trying to make a decisive decision um because you don't know what the future leads like everything is just so chaotic it's like where are we going and it's that that same question that uh we've all seen in anime where a samurai no longer has to samurai it out anymore like there's no no lords to fight for there's nothing left what do i do now and the world just seems so vast or uh what was i watching we finally watched the second part to The Shining, um, the one with Ian McGregor in it. Um, oh, where yeah. He's... I haven't seen it yet, but I know what you're talking about. And they talk about The Shine in there and they talk about like people, their fears and a common fear is death and how I don't know what's next. Is there nothing? Is there this? Is there that? And so I feel like this show taps into that because everybody has a certain fear and it might not be death. It might be a victory. It might be a failure. It might be the possible loss of something. So they're really playing with the emotions this season. Um, oh, the other one that is another slice of life that reminded me, that Monica reminded me of is Kotaro Lives Alone, which just dropped That's on cute. the 10th on Netflix. Four-year-old is living in an apartment alone and then and it's a six building apartment and then his tenants or not tenants his fellow tenants all become friends so he meets this 31 year old uh guy next door neighbor and so he kind of starts getting attached to this kid because the kid is like doing everything alone and he talks like a feudal lord he's like good day good neighbor uh, i brought you this i just moved in i'm your next door neighbor and it's like a box of tissues and you know he's doing the formal greeting he has he's like oh i don't need to worry about money my purse is full and he carries like a little samurai sword around with him and he's just like bonding 
and you're trying to find out a story. And I have three different uh, like theories. And my craziest theory comes from my wife is the fact like we talked about this and it made sense with everything that's happening. I feel like this and the way that the kid's eyes are shaped, I feel like he's a Dracula. I feel like he's like an immortal something. And I feel like that's a nice little twist, but he's walking around in the daytime. So that's kind of where it falls through. But he could be something because the way that he acts, I'm like Benjamin Button. Yeah. yeah. But then, and then some of it's just like really kid. But then you see that all these people around him start to open themselves up and see that, you know, he's not vulnerable as a kid. Maybe they need to be more vulnerable in their lives to each other and open up. So it's a nice slice of life. It's the the more calm but hum- uh, still humorous version of uh, The Way of the House Husband. I'll say that. Now, Aww. I think it's like 10 episodes on Netflix. So, yeah, you guys definitely okay, need to check that, that out. Oh, it's so beautiful. And the last one was Beyond yeah. the, the Boundary. <laughs> I started watching this. Beyond the Boundary is just amazing art. I think it's Wit Studio that does oh, it. Netflix, this girl, right? Mm, I'm watching it on Crunchyroll, but it might be. Is it like a and pink boundary, like a like a like a pink blue blue? Yeah, because she's blood. And oh, okay, she's um, like a spear. She does a sword the majority of the time, but I I feel like she can like she's from an a, a ancient um clan. And that clan was hated because they wanted to be the strongest. Well, of course, the strongest want to be strong. They kind of eliminate themselves, but they were hated by the rest of the assassin world. So how can I be an assassin when I am like top tier, but everybody hates me? I don't get the contracts that I want. She's just kind of living that that poverty stricken life like uh, like some of our some of our trash can eating boys. We're not going to throw names out there because they had a, a huge come up. We're going to keep them where they are. But she finds somebody that is willing. Well, he's a zombie. He can't die. And they're going to, it's a normal, it's a, the slice of life with the twist. They're going to school and you see him. He's like, don't jump. I think you're cute. I like girls with glasses. She miraculously hops over the fence. Like, Oh, she wasn't in danger. Stabs him in the chest and he looks down and you're like, Oh, Oh, first, first 20 seconds. He's dead. Okay. I'm interested. And then it goes back to when they're meeting. And then all of a sudden he's like, will you quit stabbing me? Like, Oh, this has happened a couple of times. And he's still alive. What's going on? And it just falls into that story. Like, I want to I want to kill you, but I can't. And then I kind of want to be friends because I want to continue to kill you. I don't want you to kill me, but I'll let you kill me because I'm the only one that can take it. But it does hurt when you try to kill me. It just keeps you thinking. So uh, beyond the boundary, that was a recommendation from uh, one of my friends, DJ on Twitter. And I started watching it. I fell four episodes in pretty hard and quick. So you guys check those out. That's on Crunchyroll. Isn't it beautiful? Just how many different genres there are of Mm. anime now. And like, because and it's funny too, because a lot of people look to me as like the aficionado of anime and I'm like, bros, like (laughs) I haven't watched all like, look, there's so many, like to say, to somebody like, hey, I like if I'm going to start with anime, what do I start with? That would be like, uh, I've never watched a movie before. What movie should I watch? I, uh, there's too many. Like, yeah. that's crazy. I have one question about uh, Attack on Titan, though, because that's another one of those that I mm-hmm. need to catch up on as soon as I'm back in L.A. 
uh, does this season still suffer from the same problem that I felt that season one did, where it's like 10 minutes of last time of Attack on Titan, and then like 10 minutes of actual Ooh. story, and then the next 10 minutes is next time of an Attack on Titan? Like, is it, do we still have that same rhythm? They broke that rhythm, and I want to say like going into it now, because I'm really trying to think of these openings when I go, and I think they just kind of hit the ground running, and you're like in the story, because there's so Good. much to tell. And uh, it really, it did what, I don't want to say, well, I don't know which one did more. It kind of does what both WandaVision and Loki did is like giving you the perspective of each character and pulling you in emotionally as it starts up because it's really focusing on that character's journey or, or that group's journey and a particular character in there when it starts up. So they could be like, you know, walking in the forest and it's raining and, you know, everything's happened now. People are in their own mood and like, we still got stuff to do. So what are we going to do? It's a broken, you know, we see it all throughout the seasons of broken troop. How do we come back together? So I think they do a real good job of changing that pace because that was, you know, you never want those long openings like uh, again. Like I oh, just, no. I'm binging this, man. I already Wait, saw I last saw episode. It. Let's get yeah. going. <laughs> exactly. Um, let's do this because we are 30 minutes in already. Mm-hmm. Let's take a quick, uh, a little bit of break, and then we will come back. And uh, we have a couple of questions for you. And then we also uh, want to switch things up, and we'll hit you with that surprise at the end of the show. So uh, in five Four, three, two, one. I feel like I timed that perfectly. Are you a fiery, passionate, and physical kind of girl? Taller than most boys? Or just a little rougher than expected? I mean, your mama didn't raise no. (laughs) I digress. Want to find the perfect clothing that allows you to kick ass yet be cute as a button? Then order today from FashionNava.com. This month's Nava collection will feature a skirt that (laughs) is a quarter inch higher and allows you to throw the perfect kick while you still look like a fucking lady. I mean, we can all agree that trying to transition from a back fist to a palm strike is a little difficult in formal blouse. That's why our blouses only come in two options, no sleeves or slits, which offer the best functional options for fighting out the order from a variety of styles and in any color today. That's www.fashionnava.com slash milliumnava. Guess what series that was from? If you've been following any of my reels and the mobile games I've been playing, it'll be pretty easy to figure it out. And I did get tricked. If you guys are not playing any of the uh, mobile games, uh, Rue or Nikki, try to, I would say, if you watch Konosuba, that -hmm. translates well because, you know, it's an isekai, so it's great for a mobile game. But um, what else am I playing? One Piece. Bounty Hunters, very good. Seven Deadly Sins. And also, that time I got reincarnated as a slime. They really represent the shows. And I can't wait for Black Clover's mobile game. But we are back from that break. We've talked comics. We've talked new anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had some questions. I know Nikki did. So uh, let's not waste any further time. Because th- there's a lot of things that you do. You, you cover comics, you cover anime, you also handle all type of things for different companies and you're, you're pulled in so many different directions now as, as podcasters and content creators. We 
feel the strains and the struggle of trying to fit in, you know, watching and reading and getting your new content in, how difficult is that for you, someone that's pulled in multiple directions by multiple fandoms, almost seemingly at the same time? Well, luckily, I mentioned earlier, I'm an insomniac. So that is mm. mostly how I binge all of my anime. Um, and then when it comes to like comic books, uh, I just I have to reserve time. And it's the weirdest feeling ever of when, uh, you know, you're so used to just being a fan of something. But then when you're actually, oh, wait, this is my job, right? Yeah. My nine to five is reading comic books and that sort of thing. And I think it's something that at all times you just have to be completely just real with whatever you're doing, really authentic. And, um, you know, if you have a love for something, it, it makes it almost impossible not to consume. And if you, if you aren't in the mood for that specific thing, you know, you just put it to the side and go for whatever is like drawing your fancy at the moment. And when it comes to podcasting, it's so much of geek pop culture is interconnected now and you can make comparisons and, and bring stuff in from different flavors of life that, uh, that really just, as long as you're a fan of it, I don't, I don't see how it's, it doesn't even feel like you have to make time for it. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, that does it, it, it because you start out trying to figure out what you're going to do. Like, ah, I just don't want to sit here and do this. This is not what I'm trying to create here. And then once you find out what you're creating, then you get your structure and you forget about that. And you're just like, okay, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do that. So it is a transition to get to the point to where it's like, yeah, I'm setting time aside for this because this is a passion. This is something that does, you know, pay for the bills. This is also something that I would be doing anyway. So let's dive into it. Let's get into it. And it doesn't have to feel like an oppressive nine to five job. Yeah, absolutely. And when it comes to doing podcasts as well as uh, panels and that sort of thing, uh, there's always it's always great to have like an outline. And especially with depending on what panelists you have, what podcast guests you have, uh, you always want to kind of make sure that everybody has a little bit of equal time. And even though you write out specific questions or specific topics that you want to talk about, it's beautiful to just let the organic way of the conversation happen. So and sometimes it just happens to be that they bring up something that you were looking to ask like later later on, you're like, nope, perfect time to segue this in. Like, for example, on my live stream this last Tuesday, I do a live stream for Aftershock called The Epicenter. Get it? Because it's Aftershock. <laughs> they love puns. Um, we always talk about um, not only the comic books that are coming out for New Comic Book Day, we talk about the stuff that's upcoming that you need to add to your pull list. Uh, we talk about announcements. And then I follow up with uh, reviews when I talk about the books from last week. But this week, somebody was um, in the chat uh, was like, oh, what about... God Killers, which was written by Mark Sable. And it just timed out perfectly that he posted that right before I was going to bring up the announcement, which was a Mark Sable book. So I was like, aha, gotcha. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's kind of a really fun way of, um, I almost think of it as, you know, whenever you're coming up with the ideas for doing either podcasts or for doing panels is that it's like sketch art. And then, but once you get all your pens there at all the different colors and you start seeing it come together, uh, you might want to move stuff around and change it, but it really makes, makes the art piece a lot better and a lot more organic when you just kind of allow that kind of flow to happen. Take notes, kids. I like that, right? right. Even though we didn't ask it in student format, that was, <laughs> you know, this is the Otaku Student Council. We are trying to educate right. you just a bit. <laughs> There will be a quiz next week, so oh, yes. uh, I'll be back. See is passing. So I'm going to say. I know some of you guys are already enabled as it is as you're watching the stream. So, uh, speaking of being Bulma, I was curious. Uh, 
so we all know the the live action that you did, Light of Hope series. Uh, do you have some favorite memories from that experience that uh, you had as oh, a fan? Wow. There are so many. It was the best experience ever. And hilariously enough, it was at a time in my life that I was still hiding the fact I was a nerd. Because, <laughs> you know, when when I first went to New York City to go to musical theater college and I got my you know first apartment at 18, I was like... I guess I have to leave this nerd world behind. And I remember um, putting away all of my DBZ uh, posters and T-shirts. To this day, there is a sweatshirt that doesn't exist. And I am so mad I gave it up. It was that horrible, horrible, bright uh, DBZ blue. You know what I'm talking about? Like that really, like I'm almost what my hair is right now. Um, (laughs) Which is that really bright blue uh, for the the whole sweatshirt, um, pullover sweatshirt. And the the front of it was just a giant, just just Vegeta's face, and he was Super Saiyan. But his hair was a completely different fabric. It was like yellow carpet, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. and it was beautifully hideous to this day. I'm so mad I got rid of it. Oh. But I had I let it all go, and I was I was still doing as much as I could to go to cons and like meet folks and and watch anime and t- and I just didn't find my tribe until I had seen I was uh, full time acting at the time. And on, on LA casting, I saw that there was a posting to play Bulma in a fan series, you know, for no pay or deferred pay, which is no pay. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, I'm not telling my agent I'm doing this. I am no. so excited. And I remember I, I went back and I rewatched a bunch of, of the future trunk saga and that sort of thing. And I wore my hair in like a bun, which was uh, one of the. Uh, scenes that you see her when he does a flashback uh, uh, and all that kind of stuff. I was just, I nerded out, but I took the audition super seriously. And so the audition went great. Uh, They called me back and I was so like nervous and excited. I got even more like into it. I watched even more. And when I came back for the callback, they're like, oh, just kidding. This wasn't callback. You already got the part. We just wanted to like make sure, like have you come in and and talk about the schedule. And me, Donnie and Rita talked for probably three hours. Like they they ended up closing up the room we were doing the auditions in and we were out in the parking lot for like three hours just nerding out. And Mm. I remember them saying like, okay, we're going to do an announcement post for you. So just be prepared. There's going to be some nerds that'll probably be upset that like Mm. you're white, that your boobs aren't big enough. There's always something, you know, like (laughs) that that nerds get uh, up in arms about and so i was all nervous and they posted it and everybody was absolutely lovely and like somebody had taken my photo that they had used and like within seconds had already made the hair blue and like posted it again like in the comments and it was a complete release for me to be as nerdy as i wanted to because like a lot of people's concerned they're like oh i've been looking at her social media she doesn't seem that nerdy and i was like oh just watch this. And I, I brought up a picture from, I think it was Halloween, like 2006 that I did not a cute version of Majin Buu Vegeta, like not cute at all. Like I, and I had shorter hair, so I was able to spike it up and like had blood coming out of my, like, like beaten up Majin Buu Vegeta. And then like the, the next year I did, um, Gara from, um, Naruto Shippuden. Mm, so a little bit yeah. older with like the, yeah. and the just terrifying contacts. So it was, it was the most free I'd ever felt. And like, I could, I found my tribe and was able to like, and then just everybody on set and everybody working with was just such a blast. And uh, one other story I'll tell, (laughs) which I'll find these pictures and I can send it to you guys because you can see how bright red I get with excitement. So this was when I was trying on my costume for the second and third episode of DBZ, DBZ Light of Hope. And so Donnie and Rita had me come over to their place and I was trying it on and I saw in the corner. So when you're watching the second and third episode, 
that, and I'm working on the, the time capsule, you'll yeah. see Vegeta's um, armor in the background with a hole in it and everything. And that was in Donnie and Rita's place. And I was like, is, is that, is that Vegeta's armor? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, you want to try it on? I was like, I can try it on. Oh. I tried it on. And so Donnie could tell the story better because like it clips on and everything. So he's down, like helping me and he clips it and he looks up and then within the seconds, I'm already turning red now. Just thinking about it. I got so excited. I was turning bright red with this grin on my face because I was like, I'm wearing Vegeta armor. That's exciting. (laughs) Yeah. So we we had so much fun. Let's hit these last couple of questions. <laughs> um, we had just come off of uh, some heat and an amazing story about uh, the way the a live Saiyan action armor. Dragon Ball should be done. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, no, I, I saw that too. Um, but I, I, we talked about waiting clothes while you guys were gone, trying to replicate uh, Goku's weighted vet or weighted shirt his boots, all that training gear. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to know outside of like one of your favorite moments, like what scene that you shot or either saw made you feel like you were living in, like you just couldn't distinguish like, this is Dragon Ball Z right here. I'm in the horrible post-apocalyptic future <laughs> of earth, whatever this is. Like I still so we started this. off hot with the first um, scene that I filmed for the second and, and third episode. And the reason that I focus more on talking about that is uh, for those who either haven't seen the first episode, I'm not in it that much. And there was a specific reason about that for that because Donnie and Rita were actually very concerned that they couldn't find the right Bulma. So they wanted to have a scene they could easily cut out. Um, so, but there was so much fun we had that, I mean, like when I first met um, Jack who plays little baby trunks, it was mind bug. I was like, we look like, like son and mother this is crazy um he still calls me mom uh even his mom calls me his tv mom it's hilarious but the first scene that we ended up filming for episode two and three was actually the scene where um gohan had just arrived back with a broken and bloody trunks Mm. and i have that whole scene of basically like yelling at gohan um sorry i laugh now because we we did a reaction video to reaction videos of Mm. of it and there's this one dude who just was so mad at me the entire (laughs) like two episodes he's like go on is doing his best why did i yell at him (laughs) yeah yeah, he's fighting as hard as he can but um, but that scene in and the way that we designed that set was just it was so real. Like the only thing that wasn't there was the healing capsule and Jack. Like everything else was verbatim there, and like having all the little because if you look in the background, everything is labeled like Capsule Corp and you know every little box, every this, every that, and it just it was it was so great to be back on set with everybody, but also like it and <laughs> even the lighting was like darker. Like you just really felt that moment and my god the makeup that adam did for like that that wound on kenny's back was just so realistic it was just it was wonderful and with um one thing that donnie did is he actually there is a version of that scene that we did all in one take and mm. at first he was absolutely going to just use that but then you know obviously it was it was a lot more fun like editing in but that was the first time that uh cuz as an actress i hate watching myself on on screen <laughs> but uh we had just like done, done it where we had done it all in one take and we were taking like our lunch break or dinner break whatever and donnie runs it and he's like i don't care if you don't like watching yourselves we're watching this right now this is incredible 
Um, so yeah, that, that I would say between that and also for all of the scenes where, where I'm actually, I don't know if you guys know this, I play a background actor for most of it as well. So, um, in the scenes in the desert and in that, um, very dilapidated, like, uh, post-apocalyptic area, mm -hmm. uh, there's two times that I'm in it. I'm, I'm killed by and Android, uh, 17. Mm -hmm. I'm also, um, actually I've killed by him twice. That jerk right. call Tyler right now and remind him you can kill me twice um but no, fair. if if you've ever heard of the Salton Sea it is gorgeous and terrifying so this is a location where we didn't even have to tell them that we were filming because they're totally fine with people just coming to film because it's no. it's almost completely like everybody left because in the 1960s 70s everybody thought that was going to be the latest uh Palm Springs because there was a natural um salt lake out there and they're like cool and so everybody like built these really cool retro houses and it like blew up and then within like a year or two a natural gas um like line underneath uh came through and poisoned everything so all the shores are just um skeletons of fish and birds like that's it like every like we hardly added anything to that and so like being yeah. in that just it and like the house that uh, Trunks is in when he finds the little girl and then like tries to escape and yeah. that whole scene, like that was just a house that was there. Like none of that oh, was shit. like, we didn't set dress that at all. Like that's how everything looked out there. So between those two, yeah. you really felt oh, like fun. the desolation of this world of future Trunks's like existence. And it was, yeah, that, so between those two, two, that's when I was just like, yeah, we, we in DBZ, this is awesome. <laughs> Yeah. And that's as, as you watch these series, like whatever your favorite one is, you always want to be in that world. And I just can imagine just looking around and seeing everything be like, there's no place on the, the earth that I live where this could be. This is its own world. And that's cool that the, everything was just captured perfectly, it seems. And to get praise for your acting and for you guys to get praise for the series, too. I, I mean, you guys know. If we get to 300 followers, we're going to watch Dragon Ball Evolution and play the Dragon Ball Evolution drinking game with it. So That's we're going to be drunk. the only way we'll get through. But it's really... Is, oh, I just had to rewatch it like a year ago for another podcast uh, I was on, and it was legit painful. It, it that's hurts. not a it movie. Hurts my whole that's soul. not a Dragon not, Ball. Yeah, yeah. That no. is that is just something on its own. Dragon Ball is yeah. the light of hope. That is the Dragon Ball. That's film the Dragon Ball I, I show to people. I'm like, after no, no, that no, don't is look at Shang that one. <laughs> look at that one. <laughs> and then Shang Chi comes yeah. the next. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say like the. Oh, absolutely. The one thing I would add about like why it was just so great working with this team, like Donnie and Rita are such avid fans and to work with a group of us that were such avid fans and can co co collaborate together and find like those little, cause like we would all help out a little bit with a script. We do this. What am I, another favorite moment that I had is uh, we were doing some ADR work, you know, after we'd already filmed everything and we're like, um, so there's one point like right before Gohan heads off to his final fight with the androids. Mm -hmm. This might make me tear up because it's just like, oh, it's so heartbreaking. Because uh, if you listen, I do a voiceover as if I'm, I'm getting everybody like to safety and all that kind of stuff because the androids are attacking. And the last thing I sa say is there's a pause and I say, and Gohan, give him hell. And it's so heartbreaking because you know he's never coming back. And Bulma had relied on him so much because that's all she had left yeah and it's just like oh gives me goosebumps it gets like oh it's no. so sad and just like heartbreaking but it was great because i'll never forget the moment when i recorded that line because me and rita were kind of pitching to each other like different lines recording stuff and i went oh wait rita stop 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 
I got it. <laughs> and I just did that line. So that what you hear is just the one take. And oh. we couldn't do it again because it was just so heartbreaking. <laughs> we're just like, that's that's it. That, that's that's all we're doing. It's it, genuine. It just, oh yeah, yeah, it makes you feel. And this is one of the most, I would say, emotional uh films in dbz because you do get to see that pain of trunks losing his only mentor and one of the last saviors of earth and you're like this is just total despair this was not we have the hope of the z fighter we have the hope of goku there was like no hope especially when gohan was gone mm. and you're like what what are we gonna do and yeah. uh you guys translate that well and you could tell like true fans and what i mean is like people that really respect the work and want to keep it as uh traditional with possibly updating some of the takes that are within there but it was just like a a one one for one translation adaptation from what happened uh from saving the girl it's trunk like there's so many scenes and then android 17 18 coming in and then the fight and then just the effects and the one thing that I love was uh, Gohan's gi, and I was like, it is so the colors are on point. You know, we we tried. I'm the ocean dub, Goku, and <laughs> and Nikki's <laughs> the Funimation Yamcha. Oh, you know, you, yeah. Oh, you, give me I'm, at least the Krillin oh, color. Oh, I'm just saying, look that at the color. Look, that looks more like her. That's, that's a little bit darker. Is that not? That's a little bit darker. That's all I'm saying. I, I would say these are the Krillin colors here. Okay, I'll give you Krillin. Because to was, be fair, I don't think Yamcha ever trained under Master Roshi, and that's the Master Roshi symbol, right? So technically, that is the Krillin shirt. He he was there. He, was, he there. was never trained by my, Master uh-huh. Roshi, if I remember correctly. That's true. You can... You can uh, <laughs> Master Roshi, I'll never at that point in time, I think, sent him off on his own. He's like, long hair. It's the school for the bald. You go, <laughs> yeah, get yeah. out of here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I'll never forget. I got in an internet battle about Yamcha because we were uh, after the series came out, we were doing live viewings of um, Dragon Ball Super, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like watching it with everybody. It was so much fun. Yeah. Uh, and everybody thought that that's I was faking how excited I get. I was, if anything, r- repressing my usual like jumping up out of the chair like, yeah. Um, but somebody got pissed with me because I said the o- we've never Seen Yam in Dragon Ball, we never see Yamcha win on screen until he's dead. And this one guy was like, "But he beat Goku when he first met." No, no, sir. He passes out. Be- no, Goku passes out because he's hungry. hungry. Mm-hmm. And then Yamcha runs away because he sees Bulma. Bulma. He does yeah. not win that fight. And I was just like, "Ha ha!" Yeah, that's my knowledge. <laughs> I know what I'm speaking about. <laughs> that is, it's just so. I, I will say he did boy. get a win once they played baseball. I'll give them that. And super. He finally he finally uh, kinda got he a win. Did, he came out. It's true. And there's even a point that like Balma was like, Yeah, you you go. Good job. <laughs> like Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> you play your baseball. Uh, Good job. Ak- Akira's you done Yamcha kinda dirty. <laughs> he wouldn't even let him, you know, there there's so many things he's not letting him do. He now. didn't even get to but go watch the tournament of power. I like yeah. I like his his gi though. I like his gi. I like the fact exactly. he's staying fashionable and poor still yeah. with him. So what else do you do? Oh, poor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and to give credit for the, the costuming for our um, entire yeah. series, everything was done by Rita. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. Except, <laughs> what's really funny is that, again, that we kept finding out how much I was actually Bulma and didn't even know it. Um, mm-hmm. the, the last scene we actually filmed for this, the episode two and three is the first thing you see is me as like, um, holding the baby trunks and like in that um, park area. And 
uh, that outfit is actually just my clothes. And then she gave me, and the, and the jacket I'm wearing is the jacket that Donnie Rita gave me for my birthday, like, uh, a year beforehand, just to be like, mm-hmm. look, you now you have a Bulma jacket. And so like, oh no, the only thing that I'm wearing that is not actually like mine, that it was just my, my personal wardrobe is the red sweater. And that was Rita's. Oh. So like, <laughs> it was just this hilarious thing. Like, Nope, we're just uh, all my clothes because I I walk. We were walking out with just the red sweater on. I was like, oh, I'm a little chill, and I put on the yellow um, castle court jacket. And mm-hmm. Donnie just goes, "We're keeping it. Let's go." <laughs> that works. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just to bring something like that's just like a dream. Like I feel like I would do a cowboy bebop live action or a trigun, especially Ooh. like the, the Diablo trigun. scene. Oof. Mm. El Diablo. Is, come on. I would say of the match. of the live action um, anime so far that I've seen, I have not watched the full Metal Alchemist one, mm-hmm. but I actually I feel the closest that we've gotten to a really good adaptation is the Roni Kenshin series. Yes. Like Thank every you. once in a while, the wigs and the in the contacts were a bit much, but in general, I feel like it got yep. the mood. It got mm-hmm. like I mean, and making it a three part series, beautiful, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. It's like the old Samurai X. Yes. 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 <sighs> Ruining Kenshin. That was, on like, that was one of my favorite live actions. I don't have much great to say about the Full Metal Alchemist one that they came out with. That's what I've heard. That's why I'm kind of waiting on it. Yeah. And we won't even talk about the Attack on Titan one because no, I remember no. I was even invited to the red carpet and I was like, well, A, it's the day after San Diego Comic Con and B. No. I don't think so. <laughs> I like, like mm-hmm. it. Uh, yeah. Those, those two speak. I would say it is. It should have took a note from the Bleach live action as far as like how to do your arcs. But yeah, I'm 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 siding with Monica this time. I'm Mojo Jojo and her uh, fuzzy lumpkins today. Right. Totally backing Mm -hmm. up Cowboy Mm -hmm. Bebop, though. I think that was really well done. Yeah, that's super. I think that was uh, a very fun adaptation because yeah. at the end of the day, like nobody is going to, unless you just do the anime to, to a letter, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, what are you doing? Like I did miss a lot of those very moody, like uh, uh, cinematography type shots that you got from the original anime. Like there's, there was some stuff, but I, honestly, like how I pictured it and how, whenever somebody asked me about the Cowboy Bebop Netflix show, I'm like, it is a really fun fan film adaptation. Yes. Like it didn't, it didn't yeah. feel like a Netflix show, but it was fun. I was yeah. like, like interesting. Those, okay. It's like, I can always turn on Cowboy Bebop in the background. I feel like I could do that on net. Like that could be the Cowboy Bebop on Netflix. I turn on in the background just because I love the, I download the soundtrack after uh, because like you said, it's a great adaptation. I love the music so much. So it, it gives you the same kind of, kind of pulls a little bit. It's just not the. the I had original. all six albums on CD again, that uh, old uh, since 2003 <laughs> for Cowboy Bebop. It's yes. music for freelance. Do you have that one yet? Mm-hmm. that's my that's my favorite version of tank but of course Dude. the original is so good but if you if any cowboy bebops out there you need to get the album music for freelance because not only does it do these great remixes of the original songs but in between each song it's a radio station and a radio host within the world of cowboy bebop yep oh how cool. richard you have that one I do not but I gotta find that ASAP <laughs> right. that sounds got to. Sound like a nice yeah I got to add it to the that one. called listening. Freelance. Music for Freelance. Okay. Yeah, I got I to check that out. That's yeah, I found it when I was listening to some like 
Japanese seventies techno remixes and stuff like that. And then like it's like techno radio and dance radio and there's just all kinds of stuff coming on and it popped up. I was like, Oh, what is this? It's like this the is... intro to Gundam Wing. It's like that pop. Mm. Yeah. 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 And the Cowboy Bebop, and I, and I, it was pretty bold of them to do it as a Netflix show because Cowboy Bebop, the amount of work that went into that anime, because they, they created that band seatbelts just for the anime. They had three yep. different musical directors for the fight scenes, especially. They mm-hmm. actually built miniature sets so that they could get those kind of angles and get that 3D feel before that was really possible with animation. So mm-hmm. yeah, they like just that, that yeah. show is still, and that's the first show for me that I, I, watched fully subbed and then mm. now whenever i rewatch it i alternate between subbed and dub because it is yep. a completely different like feel. A different version oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah no it is it is i vouch for that um let's do this let's go into i don't know if if, if the the uh, sailor gods are listening i feel like there's some music about to be in they the air should, because we're going to travel for the sailor universe compact Rue, how many days have you wished for that Sailor Moon transformation? Uh, <laughs> I don't wish for anything. I go find the balls and make somebody else do it. At an instant, I'll wear anything. You know, it's really interesting. I, I want to, I, I will fully admit, I have not watched any Sailor Moon. And this is why. Because when I first, I, I consider like uh, for people in America who got into anime, there's kind of two different trees that you got into. Mm-hmm. You either got into like the Dragon Ball Z Gundam, and then that kind of branches off into mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff, or it was like Sailor Moon and like Magic Girl type stuff. And then, and then those branches come up and then the branches kind of intermingle like now that we have so many generations of it. But I also have always found it interesting of, uh, because I knew from early on that they had highly edited Sailor Moon to be like they're cousins. And I'm like, right? They're blushing and getting all excited to see each other. That's not her cousin. Like they were roommates. Yeah. No, they were not roommates. Uh, like I don't, they, I don't, I don't like my cousins like that. Like, <laughs> that's, I know. Like, I love that they're like, you know what? Uh, we can't have lesbians, so let's do incest because right. that's like that more sounds appropriate. so much better. Acceptable. Hey, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know what's going on with the world because it feels like it's it's made a loop again. Because I, I see a lot of old men talking about I'm just attracted to younger people. I'm like, <laughs> oh. that is not even a statement should come out of your mouth. No. You, you guys must have been on that Sailor Moon board back in the day. Um, I remember when uh, oh my god, what was it? Was it Red <laughs> uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers came out and they had a song and they just mentioned Sailor Moon in it and I was stoked. Mm. I was like, I am, Dude. I'm popular now. And now we have all these rap artists that are like talking about DBZ and this and mm-hmm. like, and even Naruto, Naruto and like all this stuff. Yeah. And you're like, nice. Okay. It is, it is such a crazy feeling now to have it be How, so mainstream. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's it so, fun. and I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. I love but it. And it I'm jealous of it at the same time. My cow, where was that? I was, I was after cow. school. Like I legit had those flavor of, of bullies when I was growing up yeah. because I was so nerdy. Like yeah, like just, you you hit you hit it for a reason. Word. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's yeah, interesting you point changed. out like the two different lines that people came to anime on, especially. Mm-hmm. And it's like True. I think I think the big difference between them was the time zone, like. I know Sailor Moon like came on super early, like yeah. six o'clock in the morning, and then you had the DBZ Toonami Gundam Wing streak after. So I guess when did you get your TV time? And that's where your anime like that's what yeah, you saw yeah. through. 
I never, I never thought about that, but yeah, like, for school sports. And it was like that you Saturday know, morning, in. you had the card captors. Yeah, yeah. Samurai, uh, Samurai Pizza Cats came on. They tried to throw SWAT cats in there to push back like the anime block a little bit because they might have been getting complaints like athletes were getting home later and they wanted to watch DBZ because everybody talked about it, mm-hmm. but they didn't talk about the earlier stuff. You know, you didn't get a lot of Sailor Moon like you're saying. So that makes perfect sense time. Mm-hmm. Um now we are in the Sailor Universe yes. Compact. This is where me and Monica typically give you an anime to watch. But today we want to ask Rue to suggest either one of your favorite anime or an anime that you think people should watch that will maybe broaden their horizons over the next two weeks until we come back for our next episode. Oh, boy. Um, shoot. Nah, I should have been more prepared for this because we talked about a lot of a lot of different ones from earlier. So let me think. You know what? It's a very, very random anime that I don't know if is even available anywhere except for the, where I found it, which was animeboy.org. Mm. Um, and it's just called Kiba. Now, this is not okay. um, the the lion one, which is not Kiba. It's um, Kimba, not Kimba, yeah. Kiba. Uh, and this is a really fun, very dark, um, almost ergo proxy flavor mm-hmm. to it of, of another world where this kid kind of gets thrown into it with silver hair and that's why i named my car after him because he's my car was hey. also very pretty and very and very silver <laughs> um but yeah that that's one that i i think about a lot and that i haven't you know been able to find anywhere awesome. so if you're able to find kiba like definitely check that out um it, that was a really fun one that I, I will admit, I think it only has two seasons. Like they, again, like that's the most heartbreaking thing about a lot of anime. Yeah. It has like one or two seasons. You're like, but where's the rest? Exactly. Um, to wrap yeah, it up. That's, like, come yeah. on. Like, where is the next season to wrap this up? Two seasons right? was enough. Come on. The worst well, gun grave. You can find it on YouTube if you pay for the subscription service. <clears throat> ah, my YouTube red strikes yeah. again. <laughs> they got to make that money. Yeah. Uh, let, but I just see it. It we, looks really cool. Yeah. Before we head out, uh, Crunchyroll is now the thing. It is that's all there is. The Funimation is, is the no more. Thing. There was there was acquisition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how are we feeling about this? Because now I think they are, they dropped like sixty titles, and now everything is that was previously Funimation is reading Crunchyroll. Uh, your favorite titles like One Piece is getting like sub and dubs, and and we got the full Dragon Ball collection now in one place. So, how how what what of our some of our concerns and and what of our what, we know our joy is we have anime in one place, but yeah, know, how are you guys feeling? Do you want to go first? I mean, I'm still trying to wait on the downsides. Like, I'm like, yeah, everything's here. One, like, I kind of, I kind mm-hmm. of get nervous about them doing like vaulting or like releasing mm. different, uh, like kind of be more yep. of a control of what they're releasing rather than like a library I can go and access. Um, Crunchy Rolls just always felt like a good library. Like, just everything's there. But I don't know. Mm. I don't really see many downsides yet. Yet, yet, <laughs> yeah. And I would say prof- professionally, like on, I, I haven't been able because I've been um, out here in Oklahoma, so I haven't like seen my my Funimation and Crunchyroll friends. So I'll be interested to see like on the actual like behind the scenes how mm-hmm. things have been because they did try to do this merger before, but it was yeah. before they were bought up by Sony. I mean, so I think it was the only way that they could do it was having like the higher up of Sony to be like, all right, bring you kids together. Um, <laughs> Play nice. And, 
as as much as I have, and it's so wonderful of of being an anime fan for so long and seeing what happens with Crunchyroll and what happened with Funimation because Crunchyroll was an illegal site for a long time. Like that's where you would like sneakily get your anime, mm-hmm. and and it was so very fan focused. As much as I love. Um, Funimation, they are basically at the the heel of Toei. And Toei can be really, they love their fans and they're buying yeah. stuff and not making fan versions of stuff or fan yeah. art or fan, yeah. like they don't, they want the money only coming to them, which is too bad. Um, so what I, what I like about the, the bringing the two together is that we're kind of getting the best of both worlds. So now we have like a very, but like Crunchyroll is basically a corporate since like, what was it, 2000? six or and then it, then it got acquired oh, by that other one uh, 2017 uh, 16 16 mm-hmm. is when it, it really got the the streaming site to be like an app that everybody could get yes. um and personally when it comes to just the mechanics of the apps themselves i've always enjoyed crunchy rolls a mm-hmm. little bit more mm-hmm. uh, especially for the newer stuff that when it drops like i just feel like it's it's more intuitive like you can click on it right away like everything just makes sense the the uh subtitles like line up correctly or show mm-hmm. up because that was a big yeah. problem with funimation i had with funimation it was like well i don't speak japanese so i really <laughs> do need these subtitles eventually yeah. um so I mean, do I, for a little bit <laughs> but <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> And I will be really interested to see what it do- what happens at Sony because of this, because like now we actually joke uh, of the fact that um, technically because of whatever happened with the uh, oh because the live action Dragon Ball of where it was owned is now with Disney technically. So I love the idea that technically Bulma is a Disney princess if they want to use it. Um, (laughs) uh, She's a Disney queen, first of all. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, But overall, I think consumer wise, I I agree with you. I don't, I don't see a downside yet. Um, It will, I feel like it will be a year or two before we actually see the full culmination of it Mm -hmm. just being one app, because as they said, the Funimation will continue with the 2022 winter um, anime that they've already started, but for the spring and the the new stuff coming out now is going to, that's going to be just for Mm -hmm. Crunchyroll. But it is great having everything because I, 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 it was annoying to go from like, I want to watch Dragon Ball Super new stuff. I'm like, shoot, really I'm craving the old stuff. All right, let's go to this the other app. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is, it is an interesting world when it just, when it comes to streaming apps in general, because there was a moment, remember when it was like, Oh, cool. Now that I have Netflix and Hulu, everything is covered. Like every single TV show mm-hmm. in existence. And yeah. now everybody has their own app. And like, I'm like, come on, just, it used <laughs> to be less expensive. <laughs> yeah. Consolidate. Cause it used to be less expensive than getting cable, but now it's like, eh, Everybody wants everybody wants money. There was a I don't even remember what the the new website app streaming service was supposed to be, but they recorded and bought so much stuff, and then they ended up having to sell. It was like the, what they were trying to do really put the money back in the hands of the creators was it was too much. Uh, was that VRV? No, it was one that didn't even. It kind of got started around the same time as Peacock. And it was, it was like, an, I'm just throwing this out there. So yeah, again, there's so many. Like or something like that. And then they were like, yeah, this is coming because they got with creators. I think Kevin Smith was one of the ones he record, uh, recorded a full series. I think it was a comic series. And 
then like his work with that um, company will be sold off to somebody else because they went ahead and sold the entire service uh, because they couldn't afford it. And it's like they were trying to get in the game with everybody else and they couldn't. So that was done. And then all those deals are just they've been bought by other companies and they're waiting in the back rooms to be aired somewhere. But it, it's it's just so crazy that everybody wants a piece of the, the pie. And it's like you have the same exact stuff here. You're not going to get that because they have the license. Why don't you guys play nicely? Just do that. So I don't know. I, I feel the price is about to raise. Yeah, I told everybody if you haven't got it because yeah. they, they got, got the monopoly now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like now they have Ooh. the power. There's no there's no competition. Yeah. yeah. That that like what that would be the downside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we're at there's their no mercy. Smooth. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um But we've been at have... Funimation's mercy before. So now it's just we have. Now we're at Crunchy yeah, yeah, we have. Funimation has held us. They even sent, hey, if you bought the VHSs, they even sent little cars like, write us. Are you new to Funimation? Would you like this? I remember, I remember it's like sending Funimation those in. and new type. Like, that's what I needed that's in right. my world. And as soon as you wrote those in, they had your soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you have any upcoming projects that you are like cons, uh, projects, podcasts that are coming up? Uh, you want to tell our audience about because uh, they are loving this stream. They tune back in for the second half and everybody is waiting to hear more from you. So where can they find you next? Um, well, you can follow me on basically all the social media at Rue underscore Thompson. Uh, but so for now, you will see me doing podcasts still for Aftershock. So I do one every single Tuesday called the Epicenter at noon PSD, 3 p.m. EST to talk about, like I said before, all the comic books coming out, any new announcements getting down and nerdy um, looking to add some more podcasts. I might be starting a, a video game podcast with a new company called rogue matter. So Ooh. keep your, keep your eyes out for that. But uh, another live stream that I do with aftershock, that's actually, I, I mean, I, I have drinks and just, and talk to creatives. Like it's very long form, like Graham Norton type uh, style mm-hmm. show called yeah. happy hour every other Thursday. So Next week on Thursday, 24th, I'm going to be talking to the creator, Ryan Parrott, who did a bunch of different titles with us, including, speaking of Peacock, uh, one of his titles with us at Aftershock, Dead Day, has been turned into, is being turned into a TV show, which is really exciting. So, um, and, and, and to describe that title in, in one sentence would be um, Coco meets the purge because <laughs> uh, the dead come back to life for only one day to, to finish old business. And sometimes it's very sweet, like grandma coming back and sometimes it's terrifying. Uh, so that's a, a really fun thing. But yeah, absolutely. Follow me on, on social media. I have been pretty dull and non nerdy as of late because I've been uh, focused on taking care of sick family for the last three months, but I will also be at WonderCon on the weekend of April 1st. So if you're looking for some in-person nerdery, I will, I will, there's nothing more than I love than to just get down and nerdy of whatever subject that it comes up. I just, it's the best. Dude, you guys heard the conversation today. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, Really, we were going to talk about cookies. That's all the show was about. Maybe we went on to our oh, own tangent. And speaking, and speaking of like role-playing games, you can hear it. Got my dice right here. But uh, I play D&D every Sunday on a uh, Twitch channel called Whiskey and Waffles that I, I tweet about uh, right before coming out. And I play a very fun... Um, he is a very aggressive character. She is a Mark of the Shadow Elf Arcane Trickster Rogue. Say that Ooh. three times fast. That's, but yeah, she's, she had a very dark past of being trained as an assassin. And now she's trying to use her assassin abilities for good. <laughs> we'll see how that see. goes for her. See how that works. <laughs> 
And that, that's funny. Me and me and Buck are just starting D and D, and I, I he's like a black are dragon. You really? Nice. He, yeah, like we got a guy at work who who's put a lot into his campaign. Um, I've downloaded some ads to go through, like looking through different races and stuff like that. And the first thing, the first thing that I like petition was I could be an orc proctologist, you know, trying to, you know, get out of the, the dirty life and become an adventurer. D and D is becoming popular again. Like, thank you, Critical Role. I right. sometimes you don't play D and D right, but I appreciate Critical. you for and Penny Arcade. Oh, Penny mm. Arcade! I King love of, like, their stream. Uh, yeah, like well, even their acquisitions, incorporated stuff that came out later. I, just, I still follow them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brought thank me to you uh, thank you so much for for joining us today and uh, you know we got to have you back as, as, as our yes anytime as, i would love to come back yes we Perfect. might do a dragon ball dnd that that episode we'll yeah, have to have you back know. when we get our 300 subscribers and you can go through that pain with us again Ooh, I don't know I mean, if you as, need to do as it. As long as there's enough alcohol and weed, I'm in. <laughs> right? right, that's what it takes to right. get through it. I even ha- yeah. all day. Long. Okay, I will. One little story about that before we go. So, because mm-hmm. I was playing Bulma, um, I was like, "All right, I should watch every iteration of." Oh no, I. It was the guy I was dating at the time was like, "You know, you should watch every iteration of Bulma there's been." So he basically made me watch uh, Dragon Ball Evolution and. I kid you not, I did not finish the movie because I, I remember when it happened. Uh, no, do I remember? There's just a point that I walked out of my own house. I was so angry. I was so angry. I walked out of my own house and had to take like two laps, like blocks, and then right. came back and was like, return this. I can't do this anymore. I'm so, I'm just so nerd raged out. I can't even focus. Like, I'm out. Like, they disrespected so hard. <sighs> and didn't even make a good movie. Like, Fine, make a good, like, look at the movie Wanted. It has nothing to do with the comic book except for the uh, first scene, but at least it was a fun movie to watch. But yeah, Evolution is just terrible and not accurate in the slightest. Yeah, I had no idea where they were going. Like, I sat there the whole time. I was like, I want to like this, but I can't. And I feel like everybody came back the next day at school and was like, did you yeah. see the interview with James Marsters he about that? He is so sad. Mm. He wanted that yeah. movie it's so to be heartbreaking. so good. I've talked to him at and they cons, lied and he to still him. talks Ugh. about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, I wanted and he to broke his it. clavicle doing the some of the stunts because they couldn't even afford to put the piccolo um, double in the makeup. Like, it was yeah. just so... Because I remember seeing the first poster for it. I was like, absolutely not going to go see this. But how did they get James Marsters? Like, what, right? like, wow. like, he's such a good actor and he's so fantastic. I mean, Spike. <laughs> right? Like, I was like, I'm, I'm down for it. I'll see Piccolo, like, in a whole new life. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> uh, it's, it's things like those that hurt the community. But I think mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, a lot of the live actions now, fan live actions, like you guys made, and the new series, you know, the availability and access think we're building back up to a great point and it makes it interesting for us to talk about it each and every episode that we all do because it's almost something new for something that we've known for so many years like for us mm-hmm. uh you know middle school for me yeah. uh, when tsunami came around but even before that speed racer you know i was mm-hmm. like hey you don't don't get hit in the trunk because there's a monkey back there also and, that uh, live action i find that's yeah. another live action i actually agree with that was a good one, but it, it, yeah, you guys need to go back sometimes. Uh, there's there's a real series I do. It's reasons to watch classic anime. We just put up, I think I put up Hajime no Ippo, Gogo 13. There's clips. Oh, the last one was Black Cat because there's scenes that 
they had to use different angles. They had to do things narratively and build tension in ways that they don't have to, uh, you know, in that scene right now, they can actually show it like Demon Slayer. We're all talking about how they uh, incorporate all these different aspects of animation to tell like every possible angle, like Tanjiro's like emotions. And then also what's happening, that that pressure that's building around him is a little bit different back in the day. But there's a, a mini series you can go to to figure out some uh, series to watch. We have Kiba as, as something to hold you over as our recommendation for the Sailor Universe Compact. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Rue. Yeah. And you know what? I just forgot that probably uh, a lot of you don't know. I My first tattoo ever was actually a Dragon Ball Z tattoo that I got. About, oh, yes. uh, I don't know if we can see it from here. There it is. The Majin. <gasps> Majin. Some, oh, that's yeah. fantastic. Majin Rue. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. she, she goes around and chops little boys in the back of the neck. Yeah. Knocks them unconscious. Uh, the, all I'll say is real quick about that is that the meaning for that for me is because that scene for me when Vegeta allows himself to get the curse mm-hmm. just so he can finally fight Goku meant a lot to me because in my in my life at that time when I got this tattoo it was the first time that I was saying to myself it's time for me I'm not taking care of family I'm not taking care of some relationship this is my time so it was actually first going to be the M right here I was like Ooh. too much too 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 far <laughs> so <laughs> it's just back a it up a bit back in the day. yeah no. it's just <laughs> I love it. And you can still see it. You can still see it when you're peeking. Yeah. Yeah. If I want to just put the hair up and like, bam. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, again, this was this was another amazing episode, guys. Thank you for joining us through the technical difficulties. Uh, thank you for coming back for this amazing conference, conversation. I'm excited to have more um, uh, guests on the show. Now, Tom Gibbons, we were trying to schedule him into another slot because the voice is shaking. I mean, if we could just wear our hair the same in the interview, I would love it. But we're going to get him on to talk about some of his characters. Nikki, uh, let people know where they can find us in the show. You can find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter at Bit of Anime, and also TikTok now at Bit of Anime. You can find us on Facebook yeah. at A Little Bit of Anime. You can email us directly at little.bit.o.anime at gmail.com. You can find us where you find all podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, um, oh, Podcoin, if you want to get paid to listen. Hey, get that <laughs> money, y'all. Amazing. Dude, she just... She usually charges for this. I'm looking guys, out for you. Them. I'm looking out for you. Stop. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But there's only one last thing we want to say. Thank you guys for letting us brighten your day. With a little bit of anime. Bye, guys. See ya. Get this all